Hello, hello. Today is Monday, August 9, 2021. This summer has flown by really fast, and it's a shame. But at the same time, a lot of great baseball has been played, and the trade deadline is a little bit ways past now. So we've seen all the crazy transactions happen in late July, and these guys, plenty of them, have been moved, and they have been settled on their new teams uh, and doing some good stuff. So I'm going to get into it. I'm going to try and see how many of these players I can get into as possible. Of course, I'm going to keep it to the big name players. If I missed anyone, I apologize. Of course, let me know. Feel free. Send me a DM, a text message, anything you want. So going to get right into it right now for this episode, and that'll be covering it for this week. I want to start off with the, what was the Chicago Cubs trifecta that helped them win a World Series in 2016 and get into each of the three players that are now gone and no longer in a Cubs uniform, which is very awkward, but it was bound to happen. I think we all expected this. The only thing I'm a little crazy uh, about is like Wilson Contreras is staying there. I, I, I actually thought he was going to get dealt because he had interest. Um, teams were wanting him and stuff like that. So I, I, I thought Contreras was going. But nonetheless, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez are all gone on their new teams. And they're all going to be free agents. That's the big reason why. Questions are now, can, are they going to resign or are they going to go elsewhere for the money? So starting off with Chris Bryant, now a San Francisco giant, has been doing a tremendous job. He's finally bouncing back after going through just a little bit of a slump, former MVP back in 2016 with the San Francisco Giants now. And this is just a small handful. We all know that. But in 31 ABs, Brian's got himself 10 hits, three walks, five strikeouts, a 323 batting average, and an OPS of 898. Very good numbers right there. And yeah, it's helping out. The Giants could use this. They've also been Longoria for a little bit, but he hasn't been the same. And the Giants... I think are rocking and rolling. It's surprising. Still the biggest shock of the year, but they're 30 games over and uh, they have no signs of slowing down one bit. I think their like longest losing streak was three or four games uh, in a row. And that was it. That was the, the, the smallest hiccup ever. So Chris Bryant doing his part. Could they resign him? I think so. I think this is the perfect fit. He just looks great in a Giants uniform too. Like he did in a Cubs uniform. I mean, where else is he going to go? The Giants could actually use him as a third baseman. And even if you want to slot him in the outfield or at first base at times, yeah, because Brandon Belt has been getting hot lately, but he's old. We all know it. So Chris Bryant, I think he will stay. Just depends on the money. And the Giants, I think, are the perfect team for him. Now, Anthony Rizzo, it's a shame that he's going to be on the COVID-19 list for a little bit. Already has been. Rizzo... Has not been the same, I think you could say, since that World Series run. And I think you could honestly say since 2019, 2020. But of course, in a 60-game season, you can't take it that seriously. 2021 has not been so kind to him either. But with the Yankees, he has been heating up a new first baseman, a lefty that the Yankees desperately needed, a platinum glove winner, four-time gold glove winner. Three-time All-Star, 2016 World Series champ, and a Silver Slugger. So he's got all that built on his resume. And with the Yankees, I think they should re-sign him. I know it's short 
timing and he was going against the Marlins and Orioles, but they did a lefty bat. I don't trust Luke Voigt at all. He's going to get injured again. We all know it. And you just got to move on at some point and go with Rizzo. He's got a good swing in Yankee Stadium for him. And 32 ABs, a 281 average, 400 on base, thanks to four walks and just three strikeouts, an OPS of 963 thanks to a 563 slugging. Great right there. I think he'll do even better. I think it's going to keep on going. Yankee fans already love him. And uh, I think I think Rizzo can really embrace a good role there. I do. Look, they need a left bat. They got two at the trade deadline. And Rizzo, I think, could be a good one. He's a better defender than Voight. He doesn't he he can show the power, but in the short porch, anyone can. But for a lefty, they need a lefty. He can show good power. He's been clutched so many times. I really like this move. I think the Yankees shouldn't just consider, but they should be very aggressive in re-signing Rizzo and moving on from Voight this offseason. Now, Javier Baez on the New York Mets. This is weird. Uh, Gold Glover playing at second base right now. When Lindor comes back, they want to move Baez to third base uh, and keep McNeil at second because Baez has a stronger arm. Could that work out? I think so. I think Baez is just such a stud defensively. But question is, is he going to want to go there? It took a lot of convincing to get Manny Machado from shortstop back to third base for the Padres. Of course, the money did that. And now that's the question. Are the Mets going to want to put another $300-plus million in a player that doesn't deserve it and Javier Baez too now? that That's a question to consider. He's going to want money. He is. Baez has already been seeking a lot, a big-time contract. And I don't know if the Mets are going to do that. I understand he said he wants to play with Lindor and their best friends. It's really cringy, but I think the money is going to be more important to him. Now, who gets him? I don't know because the Reds might need a shortstop, but they're not going to spend that kind of money on him. Yankees, they're not going to spend that money on Baez. No, they're not. They shouldn't. They're not. They got to, Baez has to do something. Uh, I don't think he's going to stay with the Mets. But so far in his time, he's day-to-day, I think, with an ankle injury. But he's got himself six hits, just a 176 batting average already in just nine games, two walks to 19 strikeouts. In eight years in the league, his career stats, walks to strikeouts, 145 to 913. Career on base, 302. Yeah, it's not it's not going to cut it. So, I, I, listen, Baez is fun to watch, but I don't think he's that great of a player as people try to convince him to be. He can be a frustrating one in the batter's box, and that's for the fans, not the pitcher. Now we're going to stay in New York because we're going to talk about Joey Gallo, the man who grew up a huge New York fan in general. Joey Gallo has himself like 9,000 walks to 9,000 strikeouts, or realistically, combining his Texas and Yankee year so far. 81 walks now. Seven of those already coming in New York to 143 Ks. Despite batting 216, he's got an on-base of 370. Uh, so that is very good numbers. Despite the strikeouts, it can be frustrating, but he has now the most walks in his career uh, in a season. So Joey Gallo, obviously he's home run, strikeout, walk kind of guy. Been playing in left field, has made some nice plays in left, a little bit of an error because it's different than right. It's not the same, uh, just in a different spot at all. Uh, so Joey Gallo's now there. Question is, if you re-sign him because – now you got to consider 
Texas was ready to give him a boatload of money, unknown how much. But Yankees have to worry about Anthony Rizzo. And I understand it's the Yankees, but you got to worry about Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, and Joey Gallo. You gotta, you're going to have to make a choice here. Now, Joey Gallo, I see him more being the one that you just try to trade and make a, a playoff push and then move on. Rizzo's the one you got to keep. If you don't, if you keep one of the two, it's it's not Gallo. Gallo's a good player, but he's going to want too much money at 27 years old and a lot of strikeouts to a good amount of walks, but just not worth it for that kind of a player. He'll do fine in Yankee Stadium, and I think he's going to get even better with the home runs. He's going to have a feel for the short porch, but it's not going to be worth millions of dollars for him to stay a New York Yankee. So now we're going to go to another team with pinstripes, Craig Kimbrell, switching teams in the same city, Chicago White Sox now rather than the Chicago Cubbies. Yeah, the eight-time All-Star pitcher has finally found his groove yet again. We all doubted him. That felt like yesterday when he had two really poor years with Chicago in 2019 and 2020. Turns out in 21 with the Cubs, a .49 ERA, and that came in 39 games, absolutely untouchable. Gave up just six runs. Two of those were earned. 13 walks with 64 strikeouts. He has struggled with the White Sox so far. I think it was just one game in which I will look at his game log, but listen, man, you got him and Liam Hendricks. That is nasty. They are making a push the White Sox, of course, and I think they are going to make the, a World Series appearance. I do. He did have a blown save, and that came back on August 6th. Um, that was He only lasted two-thirds of an inning. That's what imploded his ERA. He allowed four hits, three earned runs. This was versus the Cubs, uh, in which I think the White Sox still won 8-6. to six. Yes, they did. So it's going to happen. But, yeah, he didn't look so good there. But otherwise than that, you've got a two-headed monster coming out of the bullpen. You just don't know what's happening. Now we're going to go up north. In fact, we're going to go to Canada. We're going to Toronto, Canada. Jose Barrios, the Blue Jays, they gave up all their limbs for this guy. Really was uh, overpriced. I'm glad the Padres backed out of this one. But Barrios, he's having a really good year. He, he is. Now he's already had two starts. He's played two starts with the Blue Jays. And this could be a good stepping stone for Toronto. This is not their year. George Springer is doing really well. I'm, I'm glad for him. I'm glad for the Blue Jays to have their team back in Rogers Center. It's great. It's been so long, but this is not going to be their year. I think next year they got to get another pitcher, and then boom, Kirby Yates will be back out of the bullpen, healthy. Brad Hand, if he gets back uh, into his good old days, serviceable days, that's a good one, but they got to re-sign him. I don't know if that's going to happen. The Blue Jays have a pretty good bullpen. Their starting rotation, though, just needs some work. Robbie Ray is a little disappointing right now. Uh, I like Hinjin Ryu, but they just need some work. They need a little bit more oomph in that starting rotation, and then I'll take them seriously, and Jose Barrios is one step of the way there. Now, in two starts, he's looked very solid. He lasted six innings against the Kansas City Royals. We can make jokes all we want, but he went six innings, five hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, no runs. Cut his ERA from 3.48 to 
through 95 pitches, 64 of those for strikes looked very good. I mean, Barrios is having a season. August 7th, his second start against Boston. Lost Tuffy 2-1. to one. It lasted six innings, though. And he went five hits, allowed one earned run, no walks, and six strikeouts. So Barrios, this season, 8-5, and five, a 3.23 ERA, and 133 and two-thirds innings. He's got 139 Ks next to his name. Plus, he is a two-time All-Star. So it's a good move. I think Barrios really has been a underrated kind of starter in this league. He's always had an ERA under four from 2017 to 2019 and literally at four in 2020. So he's been very solid. I think one of the better pitchers that just is not talk about in today's game. So now in San Diego, they did it a little earlier before the trade deadline was done. And they picked up the MLB hits leader in Adam Frazier. Frazier so far has 136 hits. He's having one heck of a year. And he's on pace to beat out his 2019 season where he had 154 hits. And this doesn't even come close to it because he has a 320 average. He's not striking out a lot. He really doesn't that much in his career. In fact, the most strikeouts he had, 2019, 75 Ks. Now, he's a small frame, but he's also got great play discipline at 5'10", 185. So the strike zone can be smaller, but the most walks came within that year at 40. This season, a 37 to 48 walks strikeout ratio has just been great. This is what the Padres need, a first-time all-star this season. Congratulations, Adam Frazier. It was fun watching him play. And San Diego needs this. He doesn't just play second base. He could also play in the outfield if necessary. Right now, with Tatis's injury and questions if he's going to be playing in center or right for the time being, Jake the Rake Cronenworth is in shortstop making stellar plays. He's that kind of, Frazier reminds me of Cronenworth, and Cronenworth reminds me of Frazier. Put them anywhere, and they're going to do just fine. Uh, I like this a lot. Just get on base. Can't obviously steal. He's not the fastest guy on there, but gets on base and gets the rallies going because the Padres love scoring runners in scoring position. Hosmer, stop the hate, has been very good with that. Manny Machado, I would say, has been the best with that on this Padres team. But Adam Frazier is a player that San Diego really, really needs. I, I just think this was a good pickup. You needed some hitting, and they get it. They get it. His last seven days in 15 ABs, seven hits, a 467 batting average for Adam Frazier, and an OPS of 1,063. So he's heating up yet again after going from Pittsburgh to San Diego. Versus righties and lefties, a very good split. Righties at 328 BA, lefties 299. And for a lefty bat, I like seeing that a lot. A good amount of games where he's faced lefties too, 65, nothing to sneeze at. Good amount of games, 102, where he's faced against righties. So, Adam Frazier, a big boost, I think, to the Padres' offense. Now, the biggest trade in Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, that'll come last, and I'm actually going to skip on over and talk about Starling Marte. Wanted uh, out of Miami, wants to get some money, and it's just been news that Ramon Noriano is uh, positive for PEDs, not even COVID. Yeah, PEDs. So he suspended 80 games. That's just fantastic. Uh, we should get that win back as the Padres, and that'll be great. But Starling Marte goes to Oakland, and I think he does his part. 
I really do. Marte has been a very serviceable player. A one-time all-star, got a two-time gold glove out there, can really play a good center, and he's shown that already. Now, the A's may have made a couple of transactions. They got Jan Gomes as well. Um, so uh, who else did they get? Josh Harrison. That's the one. So those were also two great pickups that the A's know how to just work with. But in Oakland, I'll just stick with Starling Marte for this one in 40 ABs, 17 hits, a 425 batting average. I mean, he's having a great year in Miami. He was batting 306. Over the season, he's batting combined 324 and on base of 415. This season, Starling Marte has 35 walks to 64 strikeouts. He's really kind of like Gomes, actually. Worked on that plate discipline a lot. Brad Dahl, like another catcher uh, that I'll just name out of there because Gomes is really improved on his plate discipline. So Marte used to be the guy that just struck out a ton, but he worked on it just a little bit. And he's just a good part. He's a very gritty player. He's always a hard out to get. And I think he's going to do really well for the Oakland A's. They're going to potentially make a playoff push over the Yankees. I don't know if the Yankees are going to be able to get it. Boston. They're in a little bit of a slump right now. Who knows if they're going to be able to hold it, but every team goes through their slumps, and this is now Boston's time, but it is do or die in the month of August, I would say. Okay, Hoyer Soler to the Atlanta Braves. I'm a huge Hoyer Soler fan, by the way. Um, just an absolute monster that is just so fun to watch him hit bombs, and he's just a beast. So Soler goes to Atlanta from Kansas City, and he's been great. He's been stinking with Kansas City this past year, and it's a small sample size. I do know that, but he's been stinking with Kansas City since 2020. It's been rough. It's been rough. Now with Atlanta, all of a sudden, nine hits, already has three home runs, six RBIs. Jock Peterson was a great acquisition for Atlanta because of the whole Acuna loss, but Jorge Soler, whoo, baby. Yeah, he, he's going to be pretty good. He's going to have to play right field a lot. He could probably play the DH if he can, but that's, of course, if he was on an AL team, it would be much easier. I mean, I'm trying to even think now because the Royals, that was pretty simple to do that. Um, but when it comes to Atlanta, he's going to have to play right field. Not the best defender at all. Uh, he's kind of like Nelson Cruz, and that's a little hint in what I'm about to get into after. But Soler, a big power bat that you can use and this is a good replica of Acuna. Acuna, of course, a five-tool player, but you got to do your best in order to try and uh, make headway into that division lead. And now that the Mets are in third, Atlanta moved up to second. They've been riding 500 all season long, but they can definitely make a push. And in fact, if it stays like this, Philly, Atlanta, Mets, I do think towards the end, Atlanta will have the edge over Philadelphia. Now, the next one, second to last, sort of, because two players are on the uh, last one I got. Nelson Cruz. Uh, man, to the Tampa Bay Rays, I think this is the secret Krabby Patty formula that the Rays wanted to get really badly because this is going to help boost them forward. And, yeah, oh, man, this is going to put them over the Red Sox, I do think. Boston's been great. I am rooting for them. And, listen. You can't beat Nelson Cruz. Like he's 41. I know the roids, whatever. Nelly, well, the minute he heats up, 
with the Rays, it's game over. They are going to be winning that division. I do think that. Now, he's been struggling a little bit, but he does have himself two home runs within back-to-back days against the Orioles. So, very tough opponent right there. And uh, that came on August 6th and August 7th. So, Nelly has been uh, a little slow, a little slow to start, but he can play the DH. That's the perfect part. I was thinking that's what exactly what he needed. He stays in that division, stays in the AL, DH, big time boost for Tampa Bay, gets out of that Minnesota Twins vibe, and now, despite struggling at 208 and a 263 on base, he'll get it. He will figure it out. So now, last but not least, well, last and uh, definitely last because I don't want to talk about this one too much. The L.A. Dodgers trade away a lot of youth. By the way, I'm going to say this now. Justin, if you're listening, I know you are. Josiah Gray is going to be your next ace. I told you when we were playing PlayStation that that kid is a stud. He is a stud. I mean, oh, he's lengthy. Uh, he's got good stuff. He's a youngster. He's going to have confidence now, um, and he's got nothing to worry about. He's going to be on a rebuilding Nats team where he's going to be pitching top of that order in the starting rotation. Josiah Gray is a stud. Kieber Ruiz finally gets his chance because Will Smith has been great for LA. He's actually, I don't, I get frustrated with the Dodgers, but for players I actually respect on that team, it goes. Chris Taylor, I would actually buy his jersey because I think he's just that fun to watch and one of the best utility players, if you call him that, in today's game right now. And then Will Smith. I do respect those players, with, and they're just tremendous. So, Trey Turner, I can't believe the Nationals gave him away. He was not a free agent until next year, no less. A Padre killer, a former Padre, is now a Padre killer. And then Max Serger. Daniel Camarena's son goes on over to LA as well. Padres have lit up on Max Scherzer, but he is still one dominant pitcher at nine and four, 2.75 ERA, 118 innings, 157 strikeouts. That is Mad Max for you in a nutshell. He wanted out. I'm not even kidding. I actually think when it came down to it, he said no to San Diego because of the uh, Slamarena shirts, but. Hey, it's whatever. You know what? We lit him up. Uh, I'll take it. I will take it. It's just a game. You never know. You're not just unstoppable because you're a really good pitcher that's won a lot, but, you know, it's whatever. So, against the Padres, Max did struggle. That Slam Moreno home run helped. Five hits, seven earned runs, but has been fine. I believe he, yes, he pitched against Houston. That was it. And Scherzer was phenomenal. Seven innings, five hits, two earned runs, 10 strikeouts to one walk. I mean, woohoo! I would not want to be facing Mad Max right now in Dodger Stadium whatsoever. Now, last on this one. Oh, this hurts. Trey Turner has been having one heck of a year. 127 hits, a batting average of 321. And man, he is one of the most underrated shortstops too. That's what pisses me off the most. I mean, Trey Turner just quietly bats 335, 298, 271, 284. He's putting up good numbers. He batted 342 in 2016, and that was 307 ABs. Oh, my Lord. Like, when Trey Turner's healthy, 
Wow. Guy is an absolute stud. Great defensively, of course, has the speed. I mean, man, they, the, 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 the Nationals really have to do this. Did they? He's got himself 21 stolen bases so far. One already with the Dodgers, so make that 22. It's just, it's frustrating for me. Trey Turner always knows how to homer in Petco Park, and that's not in a Padres uniform, but Dodgers really got themselves one heck of a player in this too. They really did. Trey Turner, because now the question comes in, what do the Dodgers do from here? Mad Max could be a rental. They got Cole Hamels. He's not the same, but he could just make me really eat my own words, and uh, that wouldn't be fun. Max Scherzer on a rental, possibly. Corey Seager, going to be a free agent. Cannot stay healthy, but is pretty good when he stays healthy, uh, you could say. Of course, a World Series MVP. Cody Bellinger in a slump. He's going to be a free agent in a couple years. Mookie Betts has that big contract. It's a question of where do you go from here? Does Trey Turner permanently play at second? You extended Justin Turner for big money at his age. That is big money. I don't know. I think the Dodgers have a lot of questions to ask, but that can be for a later episode. So that is all I have for you guys this afternoon. Thank you guys for listening and follow my podcast at the Rose and take to see the latest and previous episodes that you may have missed. And I'll see you guys next Monday for another one. I'm out. Peace.